I don't love acid. I don't love mushrooms on occasion, perhaps, but I mean, it's just like, it is the difference. And there is no, especially when you're a teenager, like dating these dudes that like did fucking psychedelics where it's like, this is the right way. Mm -hmm. This is the truth. Which of course we're adults and we like understand that that is more objective. However, like this traumatic sort of like, okay, like I'll take the tub of acid. Like I want to be like, I want to see the (laughs) truth totally. Like I'm here for a reason, you know, Uh there is sort of this like sexual... I think, like, sexual economy of psychedelics, especially as, like, girls on, you know, girls. I think girls probably internationally, like, sort of are always faced with, like, the dude that wants them to tune in and drop out, as they say. Uh You know? (laughs) They, like, need you to. For sure. Um, And I just do think it's, like, a a beautiful, beautiful metaphor of, like, the battle of the sexes. And welcome to another episode of Al Anonymous. Today's guest is Ruby McAllister, an actress, comedian, and podcaster whom I adore and I think you will too. Keep listening to hear us discuss the psychedelic nature of simply being a girl. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Al Anonymous. This is Al. Welcome, Ruby. Hi. Hollister. Hi. Oh, my God. Do you want to say something about yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Ruby McAllister. I am an actress, a comedic actress. Very funny. Thank you. Um, you know, I'm just sort of like a show folk lifer. I'm a show folk lifer. Show I'm going to say that. Uh, obviously, there's like a multi- theater kid. It's so much larger than that, and I can talk about that. <laughs> but it's like I was I was literally raised in a theater. In um, a theater. In, in an actual theater. Wow. Um, That's I, very cool. It, uh, yeah, it's like I, I – of course I'm a theater kid. Of course. Like I went to a performing arts high school. Mm, like you know, LaGuardia. It's, it was the L.A. The equipment. L.A. version. <laughs> Got it. That's and there was, the only one I know. Yeah, no, of course, because fame high. But mm-hmm. um, I like wish – I could enroll like next semester. But you were like a dancer, obviously, pointed toe right now. In front oh, wow. Well, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, you're fully pointed. Yeah, sorry. I'm in the That's position. gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, so I was a dancer. I'm, I'm desperado <laughs> to be a dancer, to be honest. It's like the only true art form because yeah. it's so, it's also so bad most of the time, which I think is a real testament of the craft. It is, yeah. Yeah. It is my only like <laughs> true, like, self I think like oh my god I, I can before imagine I ident- identify even as like a woman I identify as like a ballerina That's first beautiful. and foremost and then a child of divorce Mm, I'm also a child of divorce, but I'm and not. Actually, I was a teenager of divorce. Oh wow, that's yeah. super different. Yeah, it's super different. Weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I was always whenever like my friends' parents are getting a divorce when they were teens. I was like, that's so weird. Why oh haven't they god. done that already? Well, that's the first thing I said when they split up. I was like, you waited all this time. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's like, couldn't I have just gotten over this? Now, uh, yeah, no, I actually, my parents split up three days after I lost my virginity. If you can wrap your head around that one, girl, wrong. Wow. <laughs> yeah, wow, it was horrible. Wow. It was fucking mystically horrible. And but this was happening in the, the, you're still in the theater? <laughs> I was. I was in the theater wing. Wow. I got to express myself, you know. <laughs> I got to express myself through the pain. Right. But um, yes, both of my parents... Yeah, of course I'm a theater kid. Of course I'm an, I, but I'm not like a, I'm not like a theater kid that like watched Glee or anything. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just literally differentiating myself. I'm just, but I'm also saying there's nothing wrong with there that. There is nothing wrong with that. That's so true. Except, yeah, it's just like I was under like a very, I was like under a pretty like strict cultural rules in my house because my parents came no, from. No music theater? No, I could do certain musicals, other musicals I was not allowed to be into. Like Rent was a huge thing that I could not listen to in the house. What? Why? Because... That's like why I moved to New York. Right. Well, (laughs) my mother, I wanted, I was like listening to Rent, I guess, because I was doing plays and all the, all the children were very much into Rent. 
So I was like, watch the movie. No, it was because it was about AIDS and my mother being the... Because my parents met in New York. I was born in New York and then they moved me tragically to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And they like were both in experimental theater in... They were both like uh, assistant directors in experimental theater companies in the 80s. So you can, I mean, yeah. wow. the amount of people who die, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, right. it, so it my mom was like, this triggering. is, right. She was just like, this isn't a musical. It was just like, I lost my friends. Right, you know? right. I was not allowed to re- rent was a no, but like West Side Story, because it was like glam, I could we definitely. We West Side Story. Yes, and me and my father would act out, I'm an only child, <laughs> truly, obviously. Um, <laughs> um, me and my father would act out certain scenes of West Side Story between Maria and um, Anita. My father, we would take turns playing Anita. My father was an amazing Anita, actually. That's so cute. Yes, 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 yes. That is my mother's favorite movie because she is Puerto Rican and from New York, so it hits very close to home. How did you feel about Natalie Wood's portrayal of a Puerto Rican. Oh, she loved. She, <laughs> she, loved, she loved it. it. She loved she, it. it. Yeah, it's fine. I know. She's oh beautiful. God, Natalie, oh, I couldn't talk about Natalie Wood for the rest of my life. I adore Natalie. What else is she in besides? Well, she's in one of my favorite story? films of all time, uh, Splendor in the Grass. That's directed by Elia Kazan, and it's the first Warren Beatty film. He oh. was and Barbara Loden of like cool Wanda fame. If you know, if you've seen Wanda, Barbara Loden is also in it and was Elia Kazan's mistress. Um, Splendor in the Grass is the horniest. Talk about like, oh my God. Splendor in the Grass is about two kids in the depression dating each other and both of their parents are like pressuring them not to have sex to the point at which Natalie Wood goes crazy and gets institutionalized. Oh, that's so cool. It's so I always forget hot. that it's so fucking like hot. in the olden days the themes were the same and people oh, were the oh, same. Oh, it's the most relatable movie. Forget. It really is. I'm always like, is it in black and white? Is it old? This one isn't in black and white. It's in color. It's the early 60s. I feel like I can't hear anything <laughs> when things are in black and white. A lot of people have that problem. I do not. Yeah. <laughs> but that's because I was raised by and the ultimate fag hag of New York City. No, that's very, very cool. Yes. I didn't know that about you, Ruby. Yes, I'm generation two on fag haggery. I guess I, I mean, can I say that anymore? Yes. It's so antiquated. Yes. Yes. I think I think so. No, I think so. I it's can't better say than friends like, of the boys. It's better than like beard, which is oh, horrible. disgusting. That's horrible. It's so gross. But it's yes, disgusting. Yeah. It's oh my god, a beard. I remember when I first heard that. I was offended. So offended yes. when I first oh heard god. that. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. FH is I think acceptable. Uh we are fixing the levels for you so you don't freak out. Uh, at me for blowing your speakers. Okay, back oh, to. Nice. Anyway, um, I can still hear my voice. Thank God. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, <laughs> my soothing. It's soothing so voice. it's so refreshing to be potting with someone who likes the sound of their voice. Oh, I adore the sound of my voice. That's so nice. It's, I yeah. I you have a great voice though too. That's what I hear. But whenever I hear my voice, I'm shocked to find out that it's not like sexy and deep and cool because I try really hard to sound like that. Like who has the ultimate voice to you? Um, Ira Glass. <laughs> no. <laughs> he has no sexy deep. He is so nasal.com. Um, like who has the sexiest voice? <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of a voice off the top of my head. I mean, if you just like hear it, you're like jealous. Are you well, jealous of I other like, people's voices? I like when you can recognize someone's voice. Oh, Absolutely. That's a cool thing. You definitely have a recognizable voice, without a doubt. So do you, Ruby. Oh, thank you so much. Please, thank you so much. Um, That's all you need (laughs) in in these days. Yeah, in the podcasting. Honestly, it's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. Anyway, my podcast is about sobriety, mental health. Yes. uh, Clarity, et cetera. Yes. Consciousness. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> consciousness absolutely. consciousness we were discussing consciousness before we hit record do absolutely wanna, do you want to like circle back to totally that? i guess we were talking about um like i was talking about my experiences dating men that were very into drugs as like a gateway towards conscious under like consciousness understanding and i for many many years 
was a sucker for those types of men because, namely because my father is partially one of those types of men. Oh, that's so scary. Yeah, it was very very daddy.com. Whoa. Yes. Um, And my father's like... I've said this on other podcasts. He's, he's enlightened. No, but he's on a he's on a very uh, he's on a path towards enlightenment. It's right. very it's like his commitment. The path is narrow. Yes, and it's that. and it's long. And it's honey, long. it's long. Yeah, and there's not a lot of room for anybody else. No, 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 path. no, no. Except my father. Yeah, my father. My father, for example. Um, <laughs> this is like a great. This is sort of like. The synopsis, I think, of what we were calling consciousness guys Mm -hmm. that I was like, or guys that are into consciousness, (laughs) (laughs) where it's like my father dropped acid, the last, dropped what he claims pure acid. Mm-hmm. In the in, it's such a dad, yes, um, claim. pure acid mm-hmm. from the Swiss lab. It was synthesized in okay, um, okay. the original synthesis, the original uh, All right, equation. Stop. I feel like and um, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's insane. So he dropped acid at the end of his freshman year of college, and he went crazy. Mm. And he had to be institution. The high in his words would not stop. And he had to be institutionalized at Bellevue, very chic. That is chic. And had what is considered to be a Euripidean agape moment in terms of when he has. (laughs) It's like, that's what him and my mother. What did I always talk about? Anyway, a what? Uh, it was like in Euripides. I literally haven't read the play. I'm like literally the like the Riri child that they both gave birth to. Um, but in a Euripides play, um, there's this. I guess it's agape, but um, there's this moment in which a person wakes up and fully changes their life off of like of like an interpersonal enlightenment, like an interpersonal calling. Right. Like it's like they right, tra- right, right. right. Which I guess technically my father didn't experience a pure agape moment because he was in an institution right. and obviously that's why he was changed. <laughs> but um, yeah. but he experienced this thing and he's told me this many times throughout my life where he um, wakes up in his bed that he's like strapped to, I guess. Very like one flew over. Right. And um, he sees a man looming over his bed in a gorilla mask. And this changed his life forever. And he was on antipsychotics and sent back to his suburban dwellings (laughs) for the summer. And he was so angry. And this is like the key, Mm -hmm. ladies and gentlemen. This is the key to a consciousness man. He was so angry he was medicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ding, dong, ding. <laughs> yo, yo. Yes. Uh, so afraid of the medication, so angry at the fact that he was on antipsychotics mm-hmm. that he then... Men don't like that. No, they don't. And I'll go pills. and get... Yes, they're women pills. <laughs> and uh, they... He started getting into Hindu meditation, mm-hmm. which he still does at six in the morning every single day and has my entire life. He's literally a Hindu. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. No, Ladies and gentlemen. That's um, wild. I've been to like, I've been blessed in many sacred ceremonies and taken out of school to attend these things. That's really cool. Very cool. Very, very Malibu, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> very, very intense. Um, and so that is sort of like the synthesis is like of a consciousness man that then I ended, I, I ended up in my, you know, late teens, early 20s, really being obsessed with, like, these guys that wanted to talk about the meaning of love, baby, and interdimensional existence. And their (sighs) emphasis on drugs is so profound as that, like, that was the key to consciousness. And uh, during my uh, teenage years, around the age of 16, my parents split up. And right. this is this is this is how I got these dudes. By the way, this is how I got fucking L A I D, late teens, early twenties. Is I would sort of like gloat about this experience, and this is like about your dad's experience. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. my own experience. We're go- We're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. Um, so my parents broke up when I was sixteen. Two days after I lost my virginity. virginity okay. Yes. And my father left. That was very difficult for me because. 
I'm addicted to daddy. I was a daddy's girl, um, Mm -hmm. forever daddy's girl. And I had to take care of my mother. That's how I learned how to drive because I didn't have any way to get to school. I like took her keys and learned how to drive. (laughs) Like literally like couldn't because she was totally incapacitated. He left for another woman. Yeah. It was in the New York Times. Like whatever. He he left for a writer and she wrote about it in the Atlantic and New York Times. Whatever. It was like very. Yeah. Writers. You got you. You writers are sneaky.com. Yeah. Mitch's little bitches. Yeah. Um, But um, so it was a very tragic, very public divorce. Um, Not like my parents were famous, but she was well known. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then I was like little only child had to learn how to drive. And then suddenly I was in high school and anytime I would have like a sip of water, suddenly, <laughs> this is really, per- I've never talked about this on a podcast, by the way. I'm this is really juice, girl. to get this. Um, anytime I would drink water, I've, I, I realized I would get really obsessive about like, I would be like, oh my God, this was once a rock. This was once a leaf. Like this was once a dinosaur and I would like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. start hallucinating. Like anytime I would put anything into my body, it would like suddenly feel it's quote unquote matter. What, what triggered this? Trauma. Trauma. Yes. (laughs) Trauma triggered it. Yes. And then eventually it became so bad that I was like, this is so dorky. But, uh, I can't, I started in high school hallucinating ancient Greece in like real time. (laughs) Wow. That I this didn't is, understand. This is the result of being a teenager of divorce. <laughs> yes, it's a teenager. This is what happened. Don't divorce yes. when your kids are teenager. They become lulu cuckoo. Yeah, consciousness people. Consciousness curious. People. Consciousness so, curious. So I was like, oh my God, I'm saying ancient Greece. Then I went to a therapist. They diagnosed <laughs> me with disassociation, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, and this was, you got there without drugs. I got there without drugs. Mm-hmm. So then obviously, the kids living in Malibu and Laurel Canyon at the at the party. Like, if I told them this, like, cool fucking story, which later I realized is the plot of a Philip K. Dick novel, Valis. Right. <laughs> it, like, it's like, I guess the it might of, be a phenomenon, like uh-huh. a way to process drama is that you hallucinate ancient Rome or Greece. That's, okay. That's Just a thought. Wild, yeah. Um, Actually, so, I have heard that. I think it is like a, a natural thing. Yeah. Because I, it definitely was not like, because. I mean, I was obsessed with ancient Greece because I was like a dork into fucking myth or whatever. It's but like one of the only things that they teach us in totally, school. Totally. Absolutely. It's like one of the oh only Oh my God. And very things. early too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, of course, yeah. that's like the thing that comes up. Yeah. That's so real because it's a, such a almost fucking precognizant understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... That and like Mesopotamia. Oh, Those are the I know. things that I like remember most from. Because it's also like va- it's like borderline biblical, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's 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 bizarre. It is. It is. But I've anyway, never thought about that. But yeah, I like wasn't taking a lot of drugs at the time. Weed, even though it was being passed around all the time, I was a terrible stoner. I was a paranoid stoner. I've I've hate yeah, weed so actually. Do I. It's, it's a lot. Yeah, I hate it so much. Never ever ever. Mm-mm. Um, I had already done hard, I was like into Coke when I was very, very young because I was LA, LA, truebarrymore.com, desperado for a fucking story. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, so it wasn't like I hadn't done drugs, but I wasn't like obsessed with drugs and I had not taken hallucinogenics at that point. Um, but anyway, so it's like at the, at the parties, it was like a way to sound cool to guys. And I like, and like these guys that were dropping acid and fucking Joshua Tree on the weekends, like thought I was cool. (laughs) Like, cause I could like get down with like the far out talk, Mm -hmm. you know, like I could really jive with what they were talking about, you know? Right. Um, but you know, and then I would date some of these people. I would have to take drugs with these guys. And I do fundamentally believe that the consciousness couple between a girl that is perhaps, and I'm talking about, um, I wanted to become like a minister at a certain point in my life. Like I am very like into theology. So and like if like you- preaching. Uh, yes, I actually did want to become a preacher. It's like doing been, monologues. It's all doing the time. monologues for God. Like, yeah. sign me up, girl. Um, but anyway, but it's like, of course, like girls, especially in adolescence, are like prone, I think, towards like an interest in martyrdom, an interest in like, you know, it's just like I think like theology is is 
to a certain type of girl, like a very like, it's like a gateway. It's a, a very easy thing to be obsessed yeah, with. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, a damsel in distress. Yes, just like almost. the obsession with Catholicism. Mm-hmm. I was obsessed with Catholicism in high school. I was like, you know, like, it's just like a very natural, especially in a place like Los Angeles where you're so isolated and you do sort of feel like you're constantly in like a tower or some sort of like, it's just like, a, it's a repression. I I fundamentally believe LA is like a repression city, but anyway. I want to agree with you. Yes. So it's like, yeah, like, this is the thing though. It's like, you take like a girl that is like dramatic and like maybe like into some stuff, <laughs> you know? Yes. And then you take like a consciousness guy who's like into dropping acid. And I think like that perfectly synthesizes like the true disparity between the sexes. Like it really really does highlight some like fundamental incompatibility between male and female in terms of like the man need like I I can't believe how many men whether they're hetero or not like really fundamentally believe like they need drugs to reset their minds like once a year like that's a very popular concept it is and like literally I'm not trying I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum like you literally do what you need to do but I do think it's like uh, I do think it's like a subconscious sexism in terms of like this obsession please please elaborate you know what I mean like it's like I think being a girl being a girl being feminine (laughs) inclined whatever is uh or my experience of being a girl a girl a girl girl is um you know psychedelic like literally how my body processed trauma was literally tripping Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and like I just think this like obsession with naturalism, this obsession with like no psychotic medication and antipsychotic medication, and yet this like allowance towards psilocybin, towards LSD is like, honey, like the obsession with nature is just like a fundamental emphasis on the fragmentation between like understanding like like femininity, I think, not to be like so like literally second wave but um don't go on you know what I mean like it's like it's like psychedelia is not is like all around us go go. like it's all around us yeah you know you don't you don't really need to no you aren't you really really don't I think you definitely need take to take drugs to focus I think you need to take drugs to definitely to To block out other things like that is really what yeah but it's like (laughs) to see the interconnectedness of energy like honey stand silver one second baby like you will see it I just think like this obsession with nature versus synthesis or whatever is like I just, I find it very difficult to maneuver. However, I also recognize that some people genuinely need these psychedelic experiences to to like reset them and that's genuine. I just think that that is a fundamental difference between two types of people. Like I just think it's like an incompatible, it's like a very like, not incompatible, but it's like just such a different way of existence. It's such a different way of existence. Yeah, Um, and that's why people... You know, like I don't want to do that because I feel like my life is a psychedelic. Yeah. To yeah. the point at which I, I want to, to I want to chain things down to just make yeah. them more real. It, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need I don't love acid. I don't love mushrooms on occasion, perhaps, but I mean it's just like it is the difference. And there is no, especially when you're a teenager, like dating these dudes that like did fucking psychedelics where it's like, this is the right way. Mm-hmm. This is the truth. Yeah. Which of course we're adults and we like understand that that is more objective. Right. However, like this traumatic sort of like, okay, like I'll take the tub of acid. Like I want to be like, I want to see the <laughs> truth totally. Like I'm here for a reason. You know, uh-huh. there is sort of this like sexual, I think like sexual economy of psychedelics especially as like girls on you know girls I think girls probably internationally like sort of are always faced with like the dude that wants them to tune in and drop out as they say Uh you know (laughs) like like need you to um and I just do think it's like a it's like a beautiful beautiful metaphor of like the battle of the sexes I really do (laughs) like I I really do and I I it's so general I mean I'm gonna get like heat from this no no it's fine I like it okay yeah it's good it's like I'm not 
I'm being very, very general, and this often gets me into trouble because I'm a okay. general speaker, but... It's okay. It, um, Sagittarians hate me for that very reason. What is your sign? And I am a Leo. Oh, I'm a Leo moon. Oh. Like Lana. Oh, yes. Leo moon, moon and Leo. Exactly. Yes. I love Leos. I love Leos. They're the best. Thank you. What are you? Aquarius. Okay, there you go. Fixed sign. Mm -hmm. But Aquarians are, are, um, they, Aquarians I find. I don't like them very much. I don't like them very much either, to be honest. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I can't ever tell if you guys like me or not, which to yeah. a Leo is very, like, essential. No, <laughs> I, I know. I yeah. need for everybody to like me. Yeah. Like, and tell but me. But you have that Leo moon, that emotional mm -hmm. Leo moon. Yeah. It also is, the only, like, Aquarian thing I have is that it's really easy for me to detach. Mm, but that's, but nice, that's helpful. Cool thing. That's yeah. helpful. Yeah, rules. I also think Aquarians bring out this... Theoret like me saying very general stuff like this. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just like I've been interviewed by Aquarians and I literally like go off on like truly the craziest terror. No, I really liked that. Okay, cool. That, on. that was really cool. I mean, anyone who wants to disagree with me, I'm open to it. I hope um, we start the cold open with something from that. Okay, from good. that tangent because it's really <laughs> good. eliminating. It's and just I, like it's interesting. I'm also in that way, like not to continue the tangent, but like I'm very pro medication in that way. I think this conversation about like should I, shouldn't I, should it's just like go on. Like it's like if these people are dropping acid, take fucking Lexapro. Yeah, who cares? It's all like it's all whatever the fuck works. Get uh -huh. out of here. Right. Whatever works, and then <laughs> cut out what doesn't. I don't care yeah. if you can be a functional hero an addict your whole life mazel you know right. it's like i don't give a shit so uh -huh. it's no judgment here i know fucking functional crack addicts they're 80 years old mm -hmm. but yeah. they're not you know but they can keep it they, they can, can keep, keep it, it under the control right. Right. so it's like what who am i to judge it's like oh god and all this oh i just hate oh the men i've dated oh i don't want to go on medication oh get over <laughs> it get the fuck over it you're drinking fucking four beers and smoking weed till you fucking can't think anymore what do you think you're doing i yeah. hate it i no. hate the conversation i was actually the end of <laughs> not my last relationship but relationship but the relationship before was like over me going on ssris partially mm. Um, I love he was a SSRIs. Me too. Except I it gained rules. weight. Me too. Yeah. Me that too. was the one thing that mm -hmm. is it's uh, real, but also forever haunting me. <laughs> nope. Same. Me too. <laughs> but now I was prescribed um, an amphetamine. Me too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. What is your uh, stack? My stack is sort of like a calm stack. It's a very like... Um, it's a bourgeois stock mm -hmm. of, you know, I have a Celexa prescription. I used to be on Lexapro, but mm -hmm. I did gain an I have obscene a, amount of weight yeah, on Lexapro. Yeah, I did on Lexapro as well. Yeah, it was unreal. Um, and then now I have, you know, a gene generic Adderall extended release, um, which I absolutely adore because, honey, I need it. Yeah, I uh, take, <laughs> I'm on Zoloft, Wellbutrin, and Adderall. I tried Wellbutrin because I really wanted, you know, the skinny sexy it, do, it doesn't really do anything. For, I mean, I don't know. Really? I just, I am. I had, I had full-blown chronic panic attacks on Wellbutrin. I'm, chronic. <laughs> like, it I was like, unbelievable. When I was just on Wellbutrin, I was basically homicidal. But when I added it to this, like, new combo cocktail thing, I am so happy with my medication. Because it, like, kept. It just like balances all of I it. Wonder. Because I the Zoloft, the Zoloft, <laughs> I wonder, is, Al. The Zoloft yeah. is good for like my anxiety. Like Lexapro was really good for my anxiety, but the depression and the and the weight gain was was so insane. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, but I think the Wellbutrin kind of neutralizes the anti anxiety effect of Zoloft, and also. I need Adderall to function. Like my I brain, my do. brain doesn't work. No, my brain if also it, doesn't work and at all. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I I need it. Yeah, I really need it. Um, that was a <laughs> stunning revelation. I I got this Adderall prescription only this past summer, actually, and I've been on SSRIs for much longer um, because I finally accepted the diagnosis of having, I mean, and everyone, like the eye rolls, I'm sure are going to be so, so large and gargantuan after I say this, but um, 
I finally accepted and keyword unaccepted because you can be diagnosed with anything. It's oh, up yeah. to you to accept the fucking diagnosis, that right? It's so beautiful and true. Yeah. It's true. It's just, just some mm-hmm. some fucking idiot says, says something. something. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, by the way, psychiatrists, I don't know if you're listening, you are all idiots, yeah. <laughs> by the way. I have been misdiagnosed with a few things. Oh my God. Um. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah. Uh, but God bless you. Um. You little drug dealers, you. But um. anyway... No, I finally accepted uh, my ADHD diagnosis after mm-hmm. like years of denying. I was so happy to get that diagnosis. Oh my God, I was, uh, the first time I got it, I was like, you, you. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm sense. loud. I was really like, <laughs> oh, I, I'm a loud person. That's what you think. Like, <laughs> go annoying. fuck yourself. I'm just yeah, annoying yeah. by yes, nature. It's like, oh, I'm loud and I can't stand still. Oh yeah, <laughs> sure, I've had that. Okay. <laughs> um, but then finally I was like, you know what? I can't function. Yeah. I can't. Focus. Do you find that Adderall chills you out? Absolutely. Me too. Absolutely. Me too. Absolutely. When I tell people that, they're like, "Uh," and I'm like, no. It's like, yeah, because you don't have this thing that I have that you think is a fake diagnosis Uh because everybody... Again, a whole, a huge thing about the consciousness people. ADHD isn't real. It's yeah, no, it is Honey, absolutely Gaga. real. It's absolutely real. It's absolutely consciousness real. people. Consciousness people. Honey, Gaga, uh, I mean. And also, God bless you, consciousness people, because, again, this is the thing. I'm going to go back to my original argument that I generalized literally men and women on like I was fucking yes. Jermaine Greer. But <laughs> I, um, I'm i going to say this. Honeys, we need discord. You know, we need we need battles. I, you know what I mean? It's like, thank God for the consciousness people in some right, way. Right, right, right. Yeah. For, like, really showing me my own side side yes exactly it's like gaga is like thank you so much for being absolutely psychotic you know what i mean like for showing me like oh my god i should be on an antidepressant thank you so much for showing me that you know what i mean like we need the battle of the sexes the little insurmountable space in which men and women cannot really connect that's beautiful like that's a that's a that's the thing that makes everything run like god bless okay no i love that right so it's like just because i think you know whatever so keep that in mind but adhd is real i'm obsessed with being medicated for it me too i'm obsessed with being medicated oh my god i'm obsessed with being medicated yeah i like didn't have my my pills for almost two weeks which is why I've been like oh sucking at podcasting. Right. But I I've could yeah. not do anything. anything. No. no. It was really fucked up. Anyway, I have I'm back on my pills and things are looking up. Or it's like Camille Paglia says that like the literal first fucking <laughs> paragraph of sexual persona where it's like if women ran the world we'd all be living in mud huts girl wow um that's what she says first paragraph unbelievable when i read that as a teenager i was like gun to my head i'm obsessed um but it's like yeah i do need amphetamines to like operate in this world whatever is Mm -hmm. created yeah like i'm I'm with you you know what i mean and when people accuse me of not being sober because of that i it's just, Next, yeah. miss me with that. Yeah, you're functioning. Functioning. You're exactly. not in a fucking rock bottom. Mm-hmm. No, there that's we go. true. It's true. Isn't doesn't that constitute an addiction? As far as I'm rock bottom. It? Yes. Uh, if you're unfunctional. Yeah. No, yeah. If um your life becomes unmanageable. Right. Then exactly. It's a problem. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, absolutely. Absolutely. My life became unmanageable when I didn't have all of my. Pets. I fundamentally feel the exact same way. Um. And yeah, so I guess I'm like getting into the like minutia of having this because like I I also like sucked at school. I was miserable at school. Oh my god, yeah, same. I just I never was, went. I I didn't I want to be there. Do anything? Yeah, I couldn't do anything. I was like an only child, and desperately wanted to be good. Mm-hmm. Like the crucifix of being a good girl was like very very heavy on my shoulders for quite some time and I always just was like you know the classic student of like (laughs) she has potential but Uh you know like yep the classic like she's not achieving to her potential and nobody could diagnose me like when I was a child I wasn't diagnosed um my first diagnosis with ADHD was not until I was 24 yeah that's when I started seeing a therapist that's when you started seeing it. Yeah, my parents 
did not like bully or they just weren't hip to uh, mental health at all at all are they still or like they yeah kind of my dad listens to this podcast so I think he has a better understanding nice yeah (laughs) yeah hi Padre I love you um I'm also a daddy's girl oh yeah it's an intense. It's an intense life to lead. Mm-hmm. So, was your mom like uh, cold? <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't really grow up with my mom. Okay. I, I grew up with my dad, and my brothers grew up with my mother. But oh, whoa! That's it's pretty. It's pretty. That's really intense. Yeah, like one of my brothers is is dead mm-hmm. as of like 2019, and I'm my so sorry. other one is in jail. So that. I see. I don't want to like drag my mother, but it's it's something. There was some dysfunction there, yes. perhaps. Or yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think it was um and you ignoring chose... a, like mental illness, perhaps. And she but, was very uh, like against. She, not really against, just more for n- not seeing, not acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. Not in any way. Not in any way. Yeah. Not acknowledging any sort of problem, like, oh, you're not doing well in school or like... Yeah, like that. I see, I see. Like that. But also, I, like, did not do well in school either way. Like, when I was with my dad, I just, like, would skip school, did so much coke, Mm. was pretty bad. I was, like, the bad influence. Well, I definitely Parents did not like me. Oh, really? Yeah. That's hot. Not really. Really? I don't know. But also... <laughs> but, like, you have, like, dark hair. I'm I know. Like, bad. I know. Like, that's well, pretty hot. I was actually in high school. I was dating a consciousness person. Person, yes. Yeah, who went to the Catholic school in mm. in my town. So I would hang out with him and his psychedelic friends. Yes. yes and yes, yes. I would get high, like... All the time. But hate it all the... Like, yes. I hate it. I'd just be like, why am I doing this yes, all yes, again? Yes, 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 uh, But I was, like, the cool girlfriend going, right. like, their noise shows and I know, blah, the blah, noise, blah. the noise shows. Mm-hmm. Being where girls. Yes, that, that, there is some noise person, cor- consciousness person it's overlap. It's a correlation. It really is. One of my consciousness boyfriends was, like, a noise-affiliated person and, like, worked for some consciousness noise-affiliated people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And The overlap is is It's very big. intense. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because it's, like... Mm-hmm, you tune out. You tune, tune out. out it's, tune about, it's about aggressive tuning out. Aggressive mm-hmm. tuning mm-hmm. out. I get it. Absolutely. I get it. Um, I mean, like, and also <laughs> all systems go, again, like... It was just so weird that I was dating. I dated like a noise person because, like, I literally like was in high school, which I thought was very cool, and I do still think it's very cool. I was like, I'm just, like such a pop person. Like, oh my I God. literally like only listened to like me too. I mean, I didn't even listen to top forty pop. I I like listened to the Carpenters in mm-hmm. high school. Like, I was just like, oh my God! Like, in high school, I was so obsessed uh, with Karen Carpenter to the point at which I. And this was very fun. And I recommend this to every sort of girl who wants to experiment with an eating disorder. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it was a fun eating disorder. I um, got into X-Lax. Yeah. Because, because Karen Carpenter, literally mm-hmm. just because Karen Carpenter was, even though I knew she yeah, died. she died because of. I, it, that didn't stop me from being no, like, I know. oh my God, I'm wearing platforms every day to school and listening to Carpenters. And now I'm like running to the bathroom as my asshole's on fire. Like yes. it was so glam to me. Like the X-Lax. Oh my God. Yeah, for me, X-Lux. it was Edie Sedgwick. I wish I had oh, never found yes. out about Edie Sedgwick. Oh my God. For an East Coast girl. You're yeah. East Coast, right? Yes. Oh my through and God. Through. Oh my God. The I know. fucking tights. So that, yeah. Oh so that's, God. I feel like that was my downfall fall, like when I became like bad. Oh, so when did you find out okay, about it? Cool. Right. Uh, of course. It goes without saying. Like 14, 15. How did you find out about her? Um, probably live journal, mm. like the internet. I the don't internet. know. Yeah, pictures. Of I know. And cool then you see a fucking picture of her and you're like, yeah. you can't go back. Yep. Devastating. The tights. I know. Yeah. I know. That was a devastating thing. The whole factory thing was very devastating for it me is. too. Yeah. Right? Oh my God. Oh my God. Was it? I oh my God. <laughs> it, it, it does. I, I guess it started me smoking. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Without a question. Definitely. The Karen Carpenter thing is like a right. little like. 
we that's like I, but like without the without me being influenced by the factory before I was influenced by Karen Carpenter I would mm-hmm. never have picked up the Axlax right do you know what I mean because I was I mean, already yeah, smoking cigs right so I was like oh like and my next inspiration is this girl who died of bulimia and Eric's it's like what like no yeah no girl though, interrupted stuff it's like the same fascination that men have with it you know with with what with women's mental issues oh yes yes you know and just being fucked up except i don't think i've ever been considered crazy no Mm. as like a crazy girl like of course i'm crazy and everybody's like she is wild Uh but it's not like i've never been like the crazy girlfriend right it it, it, as so much as i've been like the loud girlfriend the Uh actress girlfriend the you know the actress girlfriend. Maybe that is like the suit, the the like the, the, nice, the, the street, nice way of- yes, the street <laughs> drug definition mm-hmm. of crazy girlfriend. The actress, girlfriend. but she's like, oh yeah, this is this is an act- she's my actress girlfriend. And um, <laughs> now I was considered the crazy girlfriend absolutely when I was drinking because I would mm. become. Crazy. The crazy girlfriend, like in, like bad, like blackout, really like bad. When you just start throwing stuff, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like not remembering it, mm. like that. That was the downfall to of like all, almost all of my relationships. Really, my drinking. Yeah. Have you had a serious relationship since getting sober? Um, that is complicated. Yes, of course, that is complicated. Of course, but that person is also sober. So yeah, no, he's. So, I don't know. It's complicated, right? Of course. Yeah, I think being being sober is complicated. A trip. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure it is. It's I'm like sure it not is. that great. You still uh, feel like sh- you like you still, you still feel like shit. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's. I don't know, but I am not like the crazy girlfriend anymore. So at least there's that. Yeah, of That's course. like the one thing that and I have gotten from my sobriety is not being the crazy girlfriend. Well, that's sort of major. Yeah. I mean, I still send like the texts. Yeah, the texts, but that's they, like... They just get sent. Of course. But you time. only live once. I know. I have to send the texts. Absolutely. If there's something on my mind. Oh my God, the rules. I'm oh texting no, it. No, no, no. Just text. Yeah, I know. I think texting is fine. Absolutely. Sometimes I would like to jump on the phone as well. Oh, I love jumping on the phone. Or FaceTime and... Oh, I hate FaceTime. Oh, I'm annoying. I'm the annoying girlfriend. So the, so the like (laughs) drinking was like masking, like just annoyance. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) I am annoying. Now that can just like, so annoying in terms of like you're codependent, you're clingy, what? No, I just... Um, You're an Aquarius. You can't be codependent. I'm not. Yes. My therapist accuses me of that all the time. And I'm just like, I I think think you're wrong. I think you're incorrect about that. Because you like being alone. I love being alone. Of course, me too. I love it. It, I need it. Me too. I actually pride myself off of not being codependent. It's Mm -hmm. something that I... Yeah, me too. I I really like proud... I think it's like a fabulous thing about me. I just like a constant stream of communication. That's all. I just like being able to communicate when, when I Whenever want. Whenever you want to. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think reasonable. That's fine. I think that's totally and reasonable. And if you don't want to talk, just say, say I, I can't call. talk. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. I think, yeah, that is a hard thing for people to understand that they can say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I love being alone. In Me fact, too. if I ever it's, got like married or anything, I would like separate uh, bedrooms. Uh, yeah, well, that's 100%. how my situation, my complicated situation is. He lives upstate, and we have separate rooms, and it is fantastic. Like, oh my god, he se- lives separate. Upstate. Yeah, it's complicated, but yeah. Uh, okay, so this so sounds we have separate ideal. like <laughs> offices, separate bedrooms, separate like workspaces but he like has his like, gear, his like music gear he and has have, like, like a ballet area oh my god it's it's ideal it is absolutely ideal okay so you okay you have the perfect situation yeah except he's very he's far he doesn't live in the city who cares yeah. i think long distance relationships are fabulous by the way yeah i guess i guess it's it would be nice to like occasionally just call someone up and be like, do you want to go here? Yeah. Without it no, being I, like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. It's that's like true. a big deal. That's true. To get there. That's but, true. Do you have a car? No. <laughs> no. Okay, I, get a car. No, I'm joking. <laughs> get a car. I can't drive. 
What? I have gotten two DUIs. So, oh, 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 and I see. like never really took care of that. <laughs> that was like before I turned 21. Oh, also, so I just like haven't been driving since then. Legally, you cannot. Legally, in, New- in the state of New York, I cannot. And you stayed in New York. <laughs> Where else? Would I know, go? truly. Truly. I tried living in LA for a minute. It's for how long? <laughs> without a car, without driving. That's major. I but you could it. drive in California. Yeah, Except I could. if you get two DUIs in California, you go to jail. Jail, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the yes, first well girl aware. who ever gave me cocaine, her <laughs> mother was in jail for DUIs, which yeah. I thought was so fucking crazy. That's in jail. In jail. Yeah. Oh my God. No, in New York, it's if I get a DUI again, I have to go to jail. Mm. Not trying to do that, trying yes. to be the good daughter, good yes. girl. Good girl, of course. But no, that I, would be a worthless reason to go to jail. I know, I know. Go to jail for something a little sexier and cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Arsony. Yeah. Or I was thinking like arsony. Is that even a word? Me being a ding dong head. Ar- arson. arson. Yeah. Doing arson. larceny. That's larceny. What it is. larceny. Yeah. Grand. Grand. Grand larceny. Yeah. We love that. Or like stealing a car. Yeah. That's like the coolest thing. I was accused. I was actually charged. Um, with no. Grand Theft Auto, wow. actually. That is the coolest offense. <laughs> With two the charges. Coolest. Yes. Because my boyfriend, who is a consciousness mm-hmm. at the time, um, <laughs> he was also had a European accent. Um, very, very cool, but uh, also a consciousness person. Yeah. If you can fucking that's spin like, the math on that one, like, <laughs> yeah. what was I doing? Um, okay. Uh, yeah, we, he, stole borrowed without consent Mm -hmm, somebody's mm -hmm. car and then crashed it into a sign and then he was such a ding-dong head this was insane that I took the rap for it Mm, yeah and then that was me being very Bonnie and Clyde and when I tell men this Uh I was I was like 21 at the time yeah yeah I would never do that now as like a truly formed person Mm -hmm. um (laughs) When I tell men this, they're like horny that I took the rap for this guy. Yeah, it's hot. It's it, cool. I've I've gotten it's a I've very, gotten very full cool bees. That yeah. means boners, and um, <laughs> popped for that. Yeah, statement. it's like the opposite of narking. It's the opposite. I took the rap. Yeah, and that's very he, cool. Very cool. And so I was charged with two counts of Grand, Grand Theft, Theft Auto. Auto. But then. It, my genius lawyers found out that the state's attorney was being paid off by the owner of the car. So they dropped it. Well, that just God is a happy ending. God as my witness. I love that. Truly. Um, But for a while when I was like first doing comedy and starting my acting career very seriously, because I had a bout of child acting and then I gave it all up during college couldn't you know couldn't bear and then after college I sort of tried to start it up again but there was like a lot of doubt I had I had had many years of like do I want to do this do I not like I I don't know why I think it was just because it was what I was constantly surrounded with scary and it's scary and it was just the 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 possibility of failing is very is just so intense and also just like I thought for a very long time being an actress meant that I was going to like sign away my ability to like express myself, Mm -hmm. my genuine self. So that's why I was like totally on the fence. So then I started doing comedy. And when I first started doing comedy, which was like a negotiation between the two worlds, um, when you would (laughs) Google my name, it was like the second thing that came up was my Grand Theft Auto check. Auto charges. Oh, my God. And I was, like, mortified at the time. I thought that was, like, so not cool. But now... Right, right. But now it's... Now that it's pushed down in the Google search, I'm sort of, like, desperate. For your career. Like, now I'm desperate. Like, Like anything to just sort of, like... On the the Google search. Yeah. Just, like, fill it with links that are, like, actually you. It's just, like, now the Google search is just so many bizarre, weird projects or, like, weird, random... Yeah, I don't like, know how that algorithm works. Really. I don't either. It's just like a lot of like they random like, articles and stuff that like I don't even. It's like oh my god, I don't even remember that. Or mm-hmm. and now the now because it, it was Ruby McAllister versus the state of Vermont. Um, that was the f- literal case. That yeah. was like 
yeah, I was like fourth in my Google search for many. I don't know. Maybe it's on page two now. Hopefully it's on page two. I hope it's on page two. I hope so too. You tell me. For you. Yeah. I'll, I'll Sound off in the comments, people. <laughs> Is it on page two? Um, but Ruby McAllister versus the state of Vermont. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that was so cool. embarrassing too because I was going to a liberal arts school. So right. it was like the, it was like the asshole girl from the college and well, the in the town paper and stuff. Oh my god, it, it was, was terrible. Paper. It was in the town paper. Well, I have I <laughs> my um my freshman year of college in yes. Connecticut. I was living in the dorms, and uh, I was staying like on the on the boys' floor, and we were just like doing a ton of like. Dr- done a ton of drugs and just like studying for exams and just mm. like tweaked out basically. Right. But uh, these cops like came in, just bust down the door and they found a shit ton of coke and oh and no What's one would name? say, no one would say whose it was. Mm-hmm. So we all got arrested. So that was kind of like- No, me. you all got arrested? We all got arrested. But lucky for me, I didn't live- <laughs> On that like dorm floor, I mm-hmm. lived in the building and floor after, like next to it. Yeah, so I was off the hook, but I feel like that was a a cool moment. That was for me. Ama- though that's I did amazing. get like kicked off campus, but that was fine because then continue? I got to live off campus with okay. the rest of the cool people. Okay, good. Yeah, so it was sort of a win. Mm-hmm. You got street cred. Yep, you got to live off campus. Mm-hmm. It was it was fine. It was fine. I really got like no brownie points for doing this because everyone at my college was, I had no friends in college and I only, I was, oh, oh my God, this is like sort of a cool thing. I kind of only cared about partying in college too, to be honest. Oh, I didn't. I didn't party at all in college. I like, I mean, I, I did my, my program. I would just go I was, to the city. I just like wanted to be social. Mm. I mean, I just wanted to move to New York City. I should yeah. have just done that when I, I know, turned like me 16. Too. Me too. Yeah. I should have done that. I had no friends in college and I was the girl at like a liberal arts school. So like the the female to male ratio was like 30, 70 or some fucking psychotic thing. Or the opposite of that. It was like 70% females, whatever, mm-hmm. blah, yeah. blah, blah. Okay. And uh, I was the girl that always had a boyfriend. Mm. So I was like very hated mm-hmm. at my college. Probably for other reasons too, I'm going to say. Actress girlfriend. Actress. I was the actress girlfriend. I also was like really, really... I'm sure, I don't know, sound off in the comments if you went to college with me. I, um, because I'm desperate to know. Everyone thought I was a rich kid. Mm-hmm. So I was hated. Yeah. And then of course it was like a situation where it's like every kid without shoes, they graduate college and inherit a ranch in Colorado and are like, I'm opening a college. It's like, okay, w- uh, you had no shoes, girl. Okay. Um, And like, of course, like I'm not a poor girl, but like I'm from... And I like to say this, the artist class. Yeah. Okay. No, that's cool. Yeah. I like, my parents were assistant directors and stage managers. Like, like tr- I feel like true people who don't come from money are not poor presenting. No, of course. Because why be, would you want to be? be poor presenting. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm not poor, you know, poor.com yeah. at all. But uh-huh. like, yeah, no, I was from like a vaguely, like my parents raised me on gigs or whatever. Anyway. True I, artist true, class. Yeah, artist class. That's very um, cool. And I, you know, was wearing like my mom's old clothes or whatever the goddamn fuck I was wearing. <laughs> and so, of course, I was like a total asshole. I was totally an asshole. Mm. So to all the... To all the, like, secretly rich kids that were, like, from, you know, I don't know, Utah or some whatever the fuck you were from, you know, they probably thought I was a goddamn uh, snob, which I am, you know? Uh, yeah, I've been accused of being a snob. Oh, it's, oh, from, it's like, the most, my family. Oh, it's the most benign accusation. Yeah. I yeah. said this but in I, an But it actually hurts my feelings because I don't want to be a snob at all. Why? Because why don't you want to be? Who's a snob anymore? Everybody's wearing sweatpants and on Instagram. Be yeah. a snob. It's the alternative. <laughs> True, it's radical. It is. Yeah. Oh, to have a, an actual just not even an opinion, but just a standard. Mm-hmm. Oh, to have a value. That's some fucking bad <laughs> thing. It's not like you're getting in an argument about like identity politics. It's like get over it. Yeah, that's how I think. Snob it, snobbery. Snobbery. In yeah. an interview with an Aquarius, they got 
to they got me to say this. I'm like more of a reverse snob. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, let me see how how much of a non snob I could be, like how open minded I am, and how much I hate okay snobby things. But like, what is but considered like, snobby? No, truly, because I do think this is like a dying. I think this is a hangover from the 20th century. This concept, like, I don't think snobbery, being a snob. Yes, like, mm-hmm. what is a snob? Um. I guess it really is just having taste and being cultured and well-read, right? And having a standard. A standard taste. Okay, that's usually like associated with what? Like um, an educated class or no? I think so. But it's not like as though you don't understand, embrace, love. Mm -hmm. Other things are part of other class structures, right? Yeah, right. Right, so who cares? And I'm oh, sorry. Bye. No, I I, th- I think having a standard <laughs> is, is a fine lifestyle guideline. In um in an interview with another Aquarius, me going off, simply off, um, I said that I refuse to use the word elitist mm. because, and I stand by this. No, I don't really like that word either. No, but go on. Because it was a weaponized word when Nixon was on a congressional campaign. It's a Richard Nixon weapon. Interesting. Nixon weaponized the word elitist because huh. famously, and I love Richard Nixon, I actually do, because he's so, so sad, so amazing. And he's Californian. He's from Long Beach. Um, <laughs> he went to Cal State Long Beach and, like, couldn't get into Yale. I didn't know that. And that, like, it it furthered his, like, anti-communist. Like, it's just, like, the elitist thing is anti-communist. Mm-hmm. It's anti... It's just, like, it's it's Nixonry. Right. It's, like, commune elitist. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Try me. Yeah, I guess uh, liberal and elitist are kind of one in the same. In, Truly. As far as, like, mindset. But, it, but a conservative but can definitely be an elitist Oh, yeah, well. no, for sure. For sure. It's not I don't like, really like saying liberal either. No, I don't either. But, I mean, I also as sort of, like, you know of the inundation of the last five years, it has sort of a dirty... It does. It a does. dirty association. But we are, I, we are not gatekeeping words. No, we are not. Especially on this podcast. Also, when did that, the gatekeeping <laughs> thing? Everyone's saying I'm that. not sure. Wait, you want to hear something wild? The mimetic I am future. Friend, I'm friends with these two Gen X lesbians and they've never heard the term gaslighting. Still? Still. It's like not something that they've ever like encountered. There's but a it fabulous com- movie. It does come from a movie. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> but, I, but like Gen Xers are so weird. Oh, oh my God. There's kids. children. There's children. Yeah. I don't know if I can the hear The product them. of Gen Xers. I don't know. These children are products of millennials. Oh, for they sure. are? Absolutely. You can hear in their voice. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're absolutely. definitely, their parents are millennials, right? They're probably like 20, 32. Yeah. That's probably 32, right? Ew, okay. Well, Gen Xers aren't the only people having kids anymore. That's really News wild. Flash. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> that's stressing me out. Like, that these is... kids are like, don't, oh my God. I can't. Okay. You, so kids are like a trigger for you. Uh, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, they, they are. I just, they should be. I'm a babysitter and I am Ugh, babysitting. getting much older and not having a kid it's it's complicated do you want a kid i don't know i don't think so no i don't i don't want to give birth that's for sure definitely not it's disgusting disgusting yeah no i always no of course mazled everyone Mm -hmm. mazled everyone but um (laughs) i remember my mom always says she only had one kid, mind you. So the mm-hmm. childbirth process was very novel for her. You know what I mean? She didn't right. recall it. She's like, oh, yes, you know. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but she she always would tell me about how her bones got soft. That's disgusting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. and I've, I heard, like, I've heard really bad things. I, That's a new one, though. Yeah. That your bone That's gets soft. Great. Oh, God. Well, Ruby. we're kind of like rounding up yeah absolutely um this is fun i could talk to you for more hours about i could consciousness people your mom your family yeah we have tons to talk about we do (laughs) we'll we'll have to do this again yeah anytime you know Evan's here. I love Evan too. He was Evan's a new friend of mine, and I love him. Isn't he the best? He's the best. He's a Gemini. I know. Mm -hmm. I'm a Gemini rising, presenting. 
See, that's a great. I need to look at your. You sort of have some good things. I want you to look at my thing. Of course, but of course you have ADHD. You're an Aquarius, Gemini's, right? Is that come on? Okay, I'm Gemini's like classic learning disability. Cool. (laughs) Um, Actually, funny thing is, Evan and my mother have the same birthday. Oh, isn't that interesting? How does that make you feel? I don't know. I well, I mean, I'll I never forget his birthday, so that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Wait, you're all born on June seventh. Yeah. Wow. See, I remembered June seventh. Mm-hmm. No, I know. Wow. And Jake's also here. He's also a Gemini. Um, (laughs) Jake is my old friend. He also went to um, Laguardia Valley. Laguardia Valley. Briefly. Do you remember when you went? We we met each other in the teatro department. Teatro. Anyway, I love talking to you. I could come back anytime, anytime. <laughs> anytime, anytime. No, I love you, Ruby. Thank you <laughs> so too. much for being on the pod. Thank you for having me. And now we can relax. Let's relax. Okay. All right. Bye, bye listeners. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the Al Anonymous Patreon at patreon.com slash alanonymous. And if you don't feel like paying for my otherwise free podcast, perhaps you could subscribe, rate, and review Al Anonymous on iTunes and all the other places that you get your podcast streaming. And finally, if you are technologically impaired, maybe you can just tell all of your friends how much you love this podcast, Al Anonymous, and me, Al. Thank you, and I love you all.